The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Meadow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out meadow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. Is your practice clinically calibrated? What is clinically calibrated? And what the heck does that have to do with Bitcoin Pizza Day? Well, you are about to find out on today's episode of the Dental Practice Fixers Podcast, the podcast where we fix your dental practice, whether it needs to be fixed or not. So, hey, I'm Dr. Richard Maddow, co-founder of the Matter Center for Dental Practice Success. And thanks so much for being with me today. If you are loving the podcast like so many people, because I get great comments all the time, please do us a quick favor. Go online and give us a five-star rating, or even better yet, a short review. That would just be so helpful, and we will thank you forever. And I read every single review, so please do it. And um, you never know. I might even send you a little present or gift or handwritten thank you note. So please go ahead and do that. Okay, so is your practice clinically calibrated? And what does that have to do with Bitcoin Pizza Day? I'm about to let you know. Plus, we'll feature some great mystery shopper calls today. So a long time ago, I mean a long time ago, 2010, this was a different era. It was pre-COVID free a lot of things. And this brand new thing called Bitcoin, a form of cryptocurrency, was just in its infancy. There was a man by the name of Laszlo Hanez. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. The odds are slim, but I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Anyway, Laszlo Hanez was in the mood for some delicious pizza, aren't we all? So his love of cheesy goodness and technology combined, and he posted on an online forum that if anyone was willing to deliver two piping hot pizzas to his doorstep for 10,000 Bitcoins, they were on. This just little, little did you know this innocent posting was about to become a legendary moment in cryptocurrency history, and maybe even dental history, as you're about to find out. So a brave delivery guy from Papa John's accepted the challenge. And on May 22nd, 2010, the pizzas arrived to Laszlo's doorstep. He paid 10,000 Bitcoins for it. And this was the first recognized transaction where Bitcoin was traded for tangible goods and Bitcoin Pizza Day was born. It forever commemorates the combination and union of technology and gastronomy. So... First of all, we can raise our slices high and toast this extraordinary journey. But let's think about this a little more. And what does this have to do with your dental practice? Well, first of all, at today's value, now this is when this is being recorded, Bitcoin prices seem to vary wildly by the second. But right now, a Bitcoin is worth $26,965.80, which means in today's prices, Laszlo paid over $269 million. Why have billions when you can have millions for two pizzas? That's a lot of dough. I mean, that's a lot of dough, even if he got the epic pepperoni stuffed crust with the works. But at that moment in time, on May 22nd, 2010, it seemed like the appropriate, appropriate, easy for me to say, appropriate price to pay for two pizzas. In those days, that was the proper value. 
Because things are worth exactly how we value them at that moment in time. Or more importantly, things are worth whatever we value them for. So in 2010, that seemed to be the right value. These days, 200 plus million does not seem to be the right value. But when we translate this into dentistry, and we're talking to patients about treatment that is pretty costly, and let's face it, even a crown is costly. It could be $1,650 or $1,651 or something like that. It's up to the patient's value system to say whether that's worthwhile or not. So in the 2010 value system, two pizzas were worth 10,000 Bitcoin. These days, of course, that's way out of whack. But I've noticed that many times when dentists or team members are talking to patients about treatment, they let maybe their own value system get in the way, or certainly they let the patient's value system determine, is a crown worth $1,600? Is an implant worth thousands and thousands of dollars? Is scaling a root planing worth whatever our fee is? And sometimes we forget that the patient's value system is at play here. So what do we do? We don't talk about why this treatment would benefit them and why it's worth whatever our fee is. If patients are not accepting treatment because it's too expensive or they feel it's too expensive, they're probably using their own value system to determine what makes something expensive and what makes something worth the money. And if they don't understand in plain English, the benefits of the treatment, then there's a great chance it will not match their value system. So when we're talking about treatment to a patient, let's tell the patient why these crowns are worth $1,600. They will look better. They'll make the patient feel better. They'll make the patient chew better. They'll make the patient healthier. And they will last a long time. And also, we need to talk about the consequences of not getting the treatment done. Sure, a crown might be $1,600, but if they don't understand the consequence of not getting it done, that may not match their value system. But if they understand that if they wait or don't get this treatment done, that could lead to further decay, the need for root canal, fracture, possible extraction with an implant, all these things, well, it doesn't make sense to them. So when we're explaining treatment to a patient, always speak in plain English and always make sure they understand the benefits of the treatment. Because let's face it, when something's $1,600, $2,000, they're comparing it to what else they could get for that. What does $2,000 mean to them? Well, if it means they can increase their health, it will last a long time. They can bite better, chew better, smile better, do all these things that they wouldn't be able to do. And if they don't do it, they could be at risk of needing much more expensive treatment and much more, let's say, unreliable treatment. Let's face it, if they nip something in the bud, they've got a big old ugly three surface amalgam that's breaking down and they can just get a corn crown rather than wait long and possibly get an implant or an endo or an extraction, all those things. Well, all of a sudden, that value makes much more sense to them. Their value system maybe even subconsciously, will say, yes, this is a good value. I should do this, and I should do it right now. So this leads to what I call clinical calibration. I've seen this in dental practices so many times where a dentist will recommend a crown, and they leave the room, and not with bad intention, but their treatment plan could be undermined by a team member when the patient could turn to the team member and say, should I get this done? And the team member says, well, you know, maybe we could just do a filling there or something like that. And I think many times it's because the practice is not clinically calibrated. What does clinically calibrated means? Clinic clinically calibrated means 
that every member of the team understands why we do things clinically and when we do things clinically. For example, let's have a meeting and talk about why sometimes we recommend a two-surface restoration for a tooth that has an issue, decay, old restoration that's not working out well, whatever the reason. And sometimes we recommend an inlay or an onlay. Sometimes we recommend a crown. Sometimes we recommend a core and crown. But why do we do this? Particularly team members that are relatively new and maybe not experienced in dentistry don't really know why sometimes we recommend a direct restoration and sometimes we recommend a crown or sometimes we make a different recommendation. So let's have a team meeting and talk about it. This is why. You know, why do we recommend scaling and root planing? And in other patients, we recommend um, a gross debridement, maybe followed by a, a prophy or, you know, whatever. Our team members need to know why we recommend these things. Why do we do some endo in-house and why do we refer some? Why do we do scaling and root planning on some patients or recommend that? And why in other cases do we refer to a periodontist? Why, 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 why do we extract a wisdom tooth? Sometimes we let it stay. Sometimes we refer to an oral surgeon. And I think when a, a team member or our entire team, hopefully, understands the logic and the rationale between recommending certain treatments, um, in-house versus referral, all these things, they will see the value in it. They will see why the benefits are totally in line with the cost of this dental treatment. I feel like I'm getting a little philosophical here, but I think it's really important to discuss these things with your team members because let's face it, if a treatment seems expensive or overly expensive, where the expense doesn't match the value or the benefit that the patient's going to get. This comes through, even if they're not saying anything, it comes through in our body language, in our enthusiasm, and all those things. So when we recommend treatment to a patient, everybody on the team needs to understand the value and thus be enthusiastic about it and help the patient make the appointment, get the proper financing, do all these things so they can have our incredibly valuable treatment. It's so important to do and to talk about. Sometimes dentists are hesitant to talk to their team members about fees because dentistry is expensive. Let's face it. Some things are, are outside of maybe the, the realm of what a patient or even a team member could afford, but we need to understand the benefits, clinically calibrate, be enthusiastic about providing this incredible treatment to our patients. Okay, I hope that all makes sense because we're going to go to our mystery shopper calls and our mystery shopper potential patient needs a couple crowns and they want to know how much those crowns are. So can we call a practice where they enthusiastically talk about why crowns are such a great value and such a great benefit? I don't know. We're about to find out. But speaking of value, I want to remind you quickly that at the Matto Center, we use stacks for our credit card processing because of the incredible value they don't charge that nasty overage percentage that nobody likes. Just a flat monthly fee for the processing. So we get um, great service, great technology. Of course, all the transactions are super smooth and just that low flat monthly fee. Want to know more about Stacks? Go to mado.com slash save, M-A-D-O-W.com slash S-A-V-E. And now we're going to move over here to Command Central and play some mystery shopper calls. I got to tell you, I'm doing two this time around because both calls were pretty long. Now, if a call's pretty long, you would think there'd be great information given. And then, of course, that will lead to the appointment. 
Let's find out right now. Here's our first call. Calling dental of If you are a new patient, please press 1. All other patients, please press 2. I pressed 1. Let's see what happens. Dental Joanne speaking. How can I help you? Hi, I have a question for you. Um, I was told by another dentist I need two crowns. Um, so I'm thinking it might be time to get those done. Do you do crowns there? Yes. Yeah, and how much are they typically? Well, it depends on your insurance. Mm-hmm. I don't have insurance. So then I would, being honest, suggest that for $120 you buy our discount plan, which brings that $1,600 crown to about, I think it's 740 so if I bought your discount plan, a crown that's sixteen hundred dollars would would only be seven hundred forty dollars. I think it's about seven forty. You, you know, it's around there. I don't know if it's seven sixty, but it's not over eight hundred. Not only that, uh, it's for everything. So for like when you come in for let's just say um, a new patient exam, X-rays, and a cleaning, I think it all totals like a hundred bucks for the whole thing. It's so worth it. You have no idea. It goes for the whole year. If you need a root canal, if you need a root canal, root canals are pricey. They're about 18. They they go down to like six. Some of them are six because uh, there's three different roots, you know. So an anterior tooth is like $600. It's, it, if you need a filling, fillings are usually 350 It's about 120 on the plan. I mean, you pay. You pay, you know, but you pay... A, a very reduced rate. I mean, there's other wow. ones out. Yes. There's other ones out there that you can purchase. Like there's a Viva. There's a bunch of them. Okay. There's a Cigna uh-huh. Save. Cigna has one. Um, but our fees are cheaper than their fees. And the amount that you pay for the year is cheaper than the other fees. I, I can suggest that ours, I've never seen them so low. So, that, I mean, even yeah. if you needed an implant, it, it, they bring it down to like $1,500 for the implant, and then the abutment and the crown are reduced, too. It's a very big state. It's everything. Everything you yeah, save on. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's um, great. Yeah, and so is that insurance that I'm purchasing? I'm not really sure. I'm, it's I'm a really reduced, okay, it, we call it our in-house plan, and it's uh, a reduced fee schedule. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, Right. So, you know, there's other ones out there you could buy that a lot of the offices do take. They, I guess they just don't tell people. Um, and uh, they do save you money if you don't want to come here. There's Cigna. Cigna has one. Um, you know, they all, Aetna has one, too. I mean, they cost more than ours for the year. So right. you have to pay 100 Yeah. You pay 120 for the year, and then everything you get done, you pay. But like you, I don't know. Your cleaning is like I don't. I think it's sixty dollars. I see. So a crown goes from sixteen hundred to like seven hundred. Wow! It sounds like the doctor would be losing money on that. They don't, honey. <laughs> they don't. I, the crown. The crown is maybe costing them maybe what a hundred dollars at the lab. That's just wow. how I'm just being honest. <laughs> oh, markup. They should go yeah. Shark Tank with that kind of markup. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I've been doing this for 30 uh, years, honey, and um, our plan is pretty amazing. I, I can tell really you that. It is. It is. Now, can I purchase that on your website, or do I have to come in to do that? You could do it while you're in here. You come in, you get an exam, and your x-ray is done. 
um, she won't just, I won't just put you in because somebody else said you needed two crowns. Do you understand? So you do have to right. come in. You do have to see Dr. She's amazing. Um, and you buy the plan, and then I think it's $70 for the x-rays in the exam. And so you didn't even spend like $200, and then everything's treatment planned, and you know where you're going. And she puts it in order, and she tells you how much you got to pay for each visit. And you'll see the big savings because we have it where it's our our fees, and in the last column it will say like what the regular fees are if you had no insurance. Ah, so you got like a whole A-B comparison shark. Yard. Absolutely. So you see it. Wow. Absolutely. It's really good. great. I, I'm I, just being honest. Honesty is good. Yeah, I like that. Well, hey, thanks so much for all the information. I really, really appreciate it, and I will um, I will consider doing all that. <laughs> right. You, you just call and you tell them that you would like to um, make a new patient exam. You know you need crowns and that you're buying our plan. That's all you need to say. Right. They put you in got the computer. It. All right? Beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye. Oh, my. Oh, my. How many times did she say, I'm just being honest? That's Graham. And one time she like went off on this whole thing. I'm telling you, honey, I'm just being honest. I've been doing this 30 years, 30 long years. Oh, man. I, I have to admit, I loved her enthusiasm. I did. I, she confused the heck out of me telling me about all these other plans. You can get Sydney, you can get Edna, you can get this, you can get that. You can come here. And I, you know what? I'm not doubting that she was accurate. Obviously, she's an experienced person at the dental practice. But for a $120 annual plan, a crown goes from 1600 to 740 That's just hard to believe. If, if that's true, man, that's a great plan. And then I, I asked her if the dentist is making any money on the $700 crown. And she said, oh, believe me, they are. The lab cost is only 100 bucks. I mean, you know, the time and the materials and all it has got nothing to do with it. It's just they're, they're making a $640 pro. I, this, this call was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Um, and, you know, the thing is, as crazy as this call was, I was very engaged and she could have gotten me on the appointment book if she had just asked, if she had just said, well, you know, you've got all the information you need. Let's get you in here. I, I think if I were truly a patient or a potential patient, I would have immediately made the appointment. But she didn't ask. She just kind of just backed off to the end and gave me all this information way too much, confused the heck out of me. Still kept up a good rapport, though. And said, and I loved it when she said, the doctor's amazing. I love that. Oh, you'll come in and see the doctor. She's amazing. I love, love, love that. But it was all for naught because she never got my name and contact information, and she never asked for the appointment. Okay, let's do another one. I got to say, here's another longie we got. These long calls can, can get crazy. Here's our next call. Good morning, Dr. Office. Jennifer speaking. Hi, I have a question for you. I, I need two crowns, I was told by my previous dentist. Do you do crowns there? Yes, of course. And how much are they usually? Do you have insurance? I don't. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we normally don't give prices over the phone, but you know, let me try to get an idea for you. Not sure what she's doing there. Guess we'll find out. Yeah, you sounded really disappointed that I don't have insurance. Should I try to get some insurance? Is that something <laughs> I could do? Yes. Yes, you should try to get some insurance. Mm -hmm. 
are you um I don't know how old you are, but um um are you like retirement age or younger? Yes, I am. I'm retirement age. Okay. Um AARP has a really good uh plan um that they used to Delta. The only one kind of bad thing about it is is that um the first year you can only get like preventative work done. They won't pay for the crowns until the second year, but it is a good plan. So that's something uh, to keep in your mind. Um Yeah, well nothing I, really hurts. I mean I could probably wait a year. I don't see it, you know, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, did you have root canal on these teeth? No. Just no. I think like old, old fillings. Okay. So then maybe the fillings are getting really big and when they get really when they're big, big fillings, the next step is to get a crown. So maybe it's that type of thing. So it wouldn't hurt to look into something like that. Maybe you could even like upgrade the policy and maybe they would like start you right away. I don't know. Um, you know, but that that's that's one thought. Uh Delta has a lot of different plans. Um, but I I know the one we have a couple of patients that um I told them to get the AARP, and it works really good. It's almost like the same insurance as if you work for a big company. Oh, wow. Um, that's, that sounds really interesting. Okay. Well, I, know yeah. my, I think I had like a, an MO, MOP amalgamation or something like that. But MOD, like MOD amalgam, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll look into that. That sounds really interesting. AARP, cool. All right, I'm I'm not a member, but I've you know, they send me so much crap in the mail. So I yes, <laughs> yes. So they have a pretty good uh, dental plan. Um, so that that I know for sure because I have a couple of patients that have it. Um, but you'd have to get the one that's like you know it's a it's a Delta and it's like a PPO plan, like Peter Peter Ostrich PPO. Um, a because Peter, Peter the, Ostrich plan. Okay. Yes, okay. the PPO exactly. Um, because HMO is kind of like you have to see certain uh, dentists that only belong to those groups, and usually those dentists are usually not that great because the payment is like really, really tiny. So oh, usually wow. you don't you don't have good dentists like signing up for those kinds of plans. But the so PPO plan is most like a group of lousy dentists, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, yes. I'll keep that in mind. Yes. Okay. But you know, if you if you wanted to come in and do the crowns like without insurance, um, depending on whether you need something called a core buildup, which is like like another part of the crown. So just the crown is like sixteen fifty one, and then you know if you needed the other, um, that's usually um, a little bit higher. Um, yeah. Okay. Know, see, sixteen fifty one. Well, you think I could talk the doctor down to sixteen fifty? No, but we might give you we might give you a percentage off for good humor. And then the other part of it is uh, is like three ninety five. So you know, in total, it you know it comes to like almost two thousand and fifty. Yeah, that's a lot. All right. Well, maybe yeah. I should check into the Peter Paul Oscar. Yes. Um, yeah, cool. Well, thanks so much for all this information. It was really uh, You're very welcome. Fill me in. All right, thank you very all much. All right, sure. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Okay, we'll, we'll discuss later that she never even came close to asking for the appointment. But my favorite part of this call was when she threw shade on the HMO dentist. Like, whatever you do, don't go to an HMO. They're really bad dentists because they agree to a low fee. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm not making any judgments here, but I'm not so sure that she should have said that. She just should have said, don't take the H. Wow. Um, when when she asked me at the very beginning if I had insurance and I said no, her like whole tone changed. Like, oh, you poor, pathetic soul. Then she kind of picked it back up. Um, again, just like the first call, she did so many things to distract me and get me to just like think, okay, I've got to do a million things now before I even consider coming to this practice or coming to this office. So um, again, I think she could have been much more concise and at the very end, obviously, asked for the appointment. So um, two very long calls today, two nice people and not a bad level of enthusiasm. And, and they kept the call kind of upbeat and jovial, but then some misinformation, too much information, never asked for the appointment. Don't do that. I'm going to let you go today because I've had you here for a long time. I hope you enjoyed your drive or your gym workout or your walk or your time in the office or your shower, whatever you're doing right now, listening to the dental practice fixers. Thanks so much for being with us. I'm Dr. Richard Maddow, co-founder of the Maddow Center. Go give us a good rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. And any ideas that you have for topics or mystery shopper calls, email me personally, rich, R-I-C-H, at matto.com. I will talk with you soon. Thanks so much. Bye.